The Los Angeles Kings are back in town, and the Coyotes have a chance to get some payback after falling 5-3 on Saturday. We talk about tonight's rematch on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. You're Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Coyotes. I'm Carl Pavlock. Uh, before we get started, I do want to thank everyone for making us your first listen of the day. Always great to start out your day with a Locked On podcast. Uh, fortunately, no Robin today. Um, she is dealing with a family issue. Uh, so I have joining me to help preview today's game, my good friend, Rose Ford. Rose, how are you doing today? Hi, Carl. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Uh, are you excited for tonight's game? Yes, I am. I want some revenge on the Kings. We need nice. to beat LA. I, I I feel you. I'm right there with you. Uh, I I have to say, I, I watch all the games uh, because I need to talk and write about them. Uh, <laughs> and I am often not excited for them. But this is one of the few instances this season where I'm like, I really want to watch this game. It's going to be fun. Yeah, and I know that Montreal is only one point behind the Coyotes, so we really should want a loss. And for Montreal to get at least one win, but it's LA. They've yeah. already beat us once. We need to get revenge. Yeah, no, that is perfectly understandable. Uh, I am very much of the mindset like, eh, even though the team's tanking, even if Montreal is behind I'm fine with them wanting to go out and win every single game and I will root for them to win every single game because uh, at the end of the day, I know it doesn't matter what I do. It's completely unconnected from what the results are going to be. So it's just like, yeah, I'm excited for this. Uh, and this is one of those few situations and I'm really happy to see. Um, let me ask you this though. Does the win over Dallas on Sunday change your opinion a little bit? No, not really. I mean, I was glad that they bounced back after the loss against the Kings on Saturday. Yeah. Um, you know, and Dallas it really should have been a tougher team than LA. You know, <laughs> they're supposed to be a playoff team, aren't they? Uh, yeah, but I think the Kings are currently like, well, the Stars, no, they're, they're more on the bubble right now. Let me okay. pull the standings real I guess quick. I guess not having a good year. Yeah, uh, they're like right there in there. Uh, so the Kings are fourth in the Pacific. Stars are fifth in the Central. So um, yeah, but the Central is a about... lot harder than the Pacific. I mean, yeah. Once you can't get past Vegas, who who else do you really have in the Pacific? Uh, in the Pacific, uh, it's the Flames, the Golden Knights, then the Oilers, then the Kings. Right. That's kind of my point. Yeah. Uh, I I'm just so sad that we left the the Pacific Division. It seems like it would have been the fun year to play there. Um, but but yeah, so Stars, I'd say they're they're kind of comparable. But you know, you're right. I I did think it would be like a tougher matchup than it ended up being, especially with the you know the third period collapse that they had against the Kings. Yeah, they just got to keep themselves from doing that continuously, you know? Yeah. No more third period collapses. 
I, I do like how they've moved from the second period to the third period. Every once in a while, we see a first period. Uh, Next, we'll get yeah. overtime collapses, you know. <laughs> uh, I mean, given uh, that it's always the goaltending that seems to at least make the collapse somewhat manageable, uh, I can kind of see just being like five minutes of completely being outshot the entire time and just not having a team score on you. Maybe when we play the Senators next. Yeah, but that brings up another question. So you, do you put Karel Vimelka back out against the Kings or do you go with Wedgwood because he did so well against the Stars? That is a good question. And I was actually going to ask from the opposite end as well. Uh, do you put Quick in uh, or do you play Peterson again? Um, but let's start with the Coyotes because eh, we're a Coyotes podcast. Um, I'm normally not a fan of hot hand, uh, for goaltending, but I say, I say put Wedgwood in, see what he can do. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like he's had a ton of playing time. Giving him a little extra before the deadline is probably not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, they've him- already traded a goalie. Yeah. <laughs> uh- I had to look up and see. It doesn't look like he has played for the Kings. I vaguely remember Scott Wedgwood being a King, though. So, uh, oh, um, no, we traded him. We traded him to the Kings in the Tobias Reader Darcy Camper t- trade. Yes, and he was put on the Ontario Reign. So you're completely yes. right. I was uh, because I always feel like eh play a player against his old team uh and very rarely do we get to say that for goaltenders but i was like yeah do that for wedgwood but i couldn't picture it but you're right yeah he got immediately sent down to the ontario rain what is it with coyotes trading goalies in their (laughs) tank year because uh that's eerily familiar um Actually, no, uh, we did not talk about that yet. So let me just briefly mention, if you're curious, uh, the Coyotes have traded um, goaltender Carter Hutton to the Toronto Maple Leafs for future considerations. He will be sent down to the Tucson Roadrunners and loaned to the Roadrunners organization. Uh, At least for now, my understanding of the situation is the Maple Leafs want to have like a third call-up guy. In today's NHL, smart. I, I, I applaud the decision, but he yeah. still has some work on his ankle. Right now, their third goalie is Hutchinson. Yeah. So they've got Campbell, Morazic, and Hutchinson. They needed another one. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, if it gets to Carter Hutton, I'm not sure you're in much better shape, but. I, yeah. It's maybe he can get back to form down in Tucson. Let's hope. Yeah, so. I mean, it hope so. be the first time the Coyotes have rehabbed a goalie. Yeah, I mean, lots of people travel to Arizona for rehab, so <laughs> it's a good spot for him. He gets to stay with his family. Uh, I saw that. That's really cool because so often we hear about uh, families having issues during the season for trades. Um, and for what was clearly just kind of a cap saving move by the coyotes. It was, it was good. They gets to kind of stay with his family. Yeah. Uh, But we're going to continue talking about tonight's game against the Los Angeles Kings, the rematch. But first I have a message from our friend at built bar and that's, have you tried the puffs? 
If not, you're missing out because they're one of the best tasting Built Bar flavors. The Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors like yummy cinnamony churro, the coconut marshmallow, uh, the banana cream pie. That's my favorite because I like banana cream pie. They're all so good. And they're going to have one that will be your new favorite favorite. Ah. And like I said, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. And that's the puffs too. What I want you to do is go to built.com and use our promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 ah, for 15% off at built.com. And we're back with Locked On Coyotes. I'm Carl Pavlock, joined by Rose Ford. We're talking about tonight's game against the Los Angeles Kings. Um, so, Rose, what do you see as the most important thing that the Coyotes need to do today? Score some goals. Scoring goals is definitely good. I mean, honestly, they've been on a decent track record with scoring before. Or, yeah, um, in the last game, they've got uh, goals from Keller, they got goals from Galchenyuk and, and Schmaltz, and those are the guys we need scoring. Some yeah. secondary scoring would be nice. Scoring on D would be nice. Hi, Jacob Turkin. How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the last goal from a defenseman was from Anton Strollman, the last time the Coyotes played the Kings. Um, and yeah, he is not the guy you would expect to be uh, scoring a lot of goals. No, not at all. But, you know, it'd be nice if the rest of the D stepped up and scored a few. But also, they got to tighten up that defense, too. Yeah, uh, I, which they did it, against Dallas. So, hopefully, they definitely they, did. They maintain that. I mean, the Coyotes did just trade a defenseman, Ilya Labushkin, uh, also to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, so, do you think that would send a message to the guys in the locker room that, hey, you know, you got to step up, jobs are on the line? Um, I, I think the guys know that the deadline is coming. They know some guys, especially those who are, are not already signed through next year could be on their way out. And it's just going to be up to the next guy up to step in and, and, you know, fill that role. Yeah. And the next thing up, that's something we've seen all season. Uh, we're seeing it with Dyson Mayo, who I think has played really well. JJ Mosier, uh, no one they thought he would be. Great. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think Mosier was going to be on the team this year at all. But no, he's just no. been a complete surprise and a wonderful one at that. Yeah. I When he first came up, I thought he was looking really hot. He's He seems to have quieted down just a little bit. But I'm not noticing any kind of like major defensive lapses, which is fine. I just loved how like cocky he was as a goal scoring defenseman, just like going to the net hard with the puck. It's like, no, yeah, I want more rookies like that. <laughs> with that kind of confidence, definitely. Yeah. But it, yeah. it's not uncommon for rookies to have a little bit of a slump in the middle of their season. So yeah, definitely. And you know, hopefully it, he gets it back. <laughs> I mean, hopefully, um, but he seems to be doing well. And, and like I said, Defensive responsibility is is first and foremost. Uh, 
I, I would love to get more scoring from defensemen, but I also don't want the Coyotes to give up any more goals than they need to because, I mean, that was the major problem on uh, the last time they played the Kings. The four unanswered goals in the last two minutes of the second and then all the way through the third. I know. It was just so disappointing. <laughs> Although, one thing I will say... Uh, one thing that I will say, uh, the Coyotes went 0 for 3 on their power play against the Kings, but they managed to get a surprising rare power play goal against the Dallas Stars. Maybe this will be one of those situations where they start getting streaky with power play goals. That would be nice, Yeah, but honestly, I say don't count on it. Our power yeah. play has sucked for years at this point. Literal years we fired yeah. coaches it has still sucked <laughs> i don't know yeah. what's wrong with our power play but so far i haven't seen it be good yet <laughs> i mean this year there's only really so much i could ask of the power play uh because it's like eh, you, you work with what you got the team can't score anyways they don't have they've got that's... phil castle on the power play carl they, they, they come on yeah, got what Jacob Chikrin on the point, he's back to form. So come on. He's got a great shot. They should be able to do something with power play, but they can barely get in the zone. Yeah. That's the problem. I will I feel like even when they get in the zone, they can't really get any grade A shots. Yeah, like, they pass way too much. They do. It's it's way too much passing. Uh they keep I don't know if they're just looking for the perfect angle or what, but it isn't working for them. Although, like I said, they managed to get one against the Dallas Stars, so I guess anything could happen. Cross, man, that you know, they just finally figure it out. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of power play, um, also the penalty kill, Uh, two power play goals given up the last time the Coyotes played the Kings, cannot happen again. Uh, one of them at the start of that collapse um, because they gave it up in the final two minutes and it just set the pace for that third period. You know, a really great way to keep the other team from scoring power play goals is to not take so many damn penalties. Forget <sighs> uh, <forgive> my language. <laughs> yeah. the, the Coyotes' trip to the penalty box has just been uh, it's been a season long thing. Uh, yeah. Way too many penalties. They need to stop doing that. They need to tighten up that discipline. Yeah. And, and just not ha- have so many penalty kills. <laughs> especially because they're coming at the worst possible times uh, against the Dallas game like what 2 minutes after the Stars scored the coyotes took a penalty like that's how you like have like those massive collapses like one goal happens you get stuck in your head you take a dumb penalty and then goals keep happening happening yeah exactly they need to stop that yeah which uh, i feel like gelchenyuk has been getting a lot of them lately and 
I like Galley. I was very happy to see him back. I didn't want him traded away in the first place. You know, I wanted to see him and Phil Kessel play together. You know, yeah. not necessarily on the same line, but play together because they're both goal scorers. Yeah. So I was hoping. And I mean, that is a good team. line. Two guys that were yeah. traded for each other. That's always fun. <laughs> you know, so I'm finally, finally getting that to happen and just stop taking dumb penalties. Yeah. I, I loved him with uh, Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz. Like, I really yeah. like that lines dynamic. I like that he's a top six forward now, but like, I feel like so many times he just takes a dumb penalty where they don't need it. And it's like, what is going on? Are you just out of position or, or what? Stop it. Stop. <laughs> I want to like you more, Galchenyuk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He just needs to cut that crap out. <laughs> uh, but, but like I said, I, I do think that he has looked good. Um, anyone else who you think uh, has looked good lately that we haven't talked about? Well, obviously, Clayton Keller has just been lightening it up lately. He's been doing so good that he's actually quieted the people who were complaining about his contract. Oh, that is my favorite thing to see. I love that you brought that up. Um, I, one of the things that I have talked about a couple times on prior episodes and just find myself thinking in general is I have covered this team when they did not have a 20-goal scorer all season in a, mm-hmm. in a full 82 seat game season. And yet Clayton Keller has 20 goals in 50 games. Uh, it's beautiful. I, it's I love really it wonderful. so much. Uh, and he's only 23. Yes. He is still approaching the prime of his, of his, you know, what should be his career. I, I do wonder um, something we noticed after his freshman year, when he really like came on the scene is, Teams seem to find a way to counter him the next year. Um, is that going to happen again? I don't know, but I think he is now a better player that he is going to continue to evolve his game and, and beat people before they can counter him. Well, I know that uh, Craig Morgan, who from gophnx.com, has said that uh, Keller has really worked in the off seasons to improve his strength and, um, you know, just build up his his body so that he can handle playing against the tough guys in the NHL. And I think that's, that was something that he really, that really needed to happen so that he can, that he won't be taken off of the puck just based on size alone. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely an aspect of the game. And I mean, it's something that's a big complaint that, a lot of people had last season was the team wasn't physical enough. And I mean, there there's aspects of that I agree with, and there's aspects of it that I found were a little bit overblown, but I mean, the fact that Clayton Keller has gotten stronger and he's not getting worked off the puck as much is just, I mean, a joy to see. I I love that he's killing penalties this year. Like Clayton Kelly penalty killer is not something I I thought I would ever say. I don't know how many people know this, but in that one year when he played with Boston University, he was on their penalty kill, hmm. and he broke their record, I think it was, for shorthanded goals. I mean... He was so good at it. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, I'm it, going it, entirely off memory, so I could be wrong about the broken record, but 
I swear that's a thing. I know he got a lot of shorthanded goals while he was there. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't surprise me at all. Um, but I mean, that is kind of the difference between NCAA and NHL. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I it is great that he was in college. I, I, I honestly didn't know that because it's been so long since I wrote about him in college. Um, but yeah, I, I, especially at the NHL level, um, I, I think it's it's just kind of I think it's working. And I hope that even with. I I brought that up just to point out that he's got the intelligence to be on the penalty kill. I think he just needed the strength for it. And now that he's got that, you know, he can excel at being a penalty killer too. And maybe get some shorthanded goals while he's at it because (laughs) the Coyotes tend to play a pretty aggressive penalty kill. Yeah. They don't have many shorthanded goals this season, do they? Not yet. Yeah, I'm trying to think off my head too. Yeah. That's going to bother me. I'm going to look that up after. I <laughs> um, still miss the Grabner-Richardson shorty season. But. <laughs> yeah. When the Coyotes had the second most shorthanded goals in the NHL, that was just fun hockey to watch. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I, I wanted the penalty kill on the ice more than the power play. Yeah. Which uh, just, yeah. I so often don't want the Coyotes power play on there. (laughs) All right. But we're going to take our final break. Got a couple more messages, and then we're going to talk about the odds for tonight's game. So first thing I want to tell you is about our friends at BetOnline. And that's that football season may be over, but basketball is in full steam for both the pro and college hoops. For all the latest odds, totals, player performance groups, uh, to where the next – Fired coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports bet needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all the all of your sport ah, sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, right down to Olympic coverage and information. Head over to the website today, or you could use your mobile device to learn about trends and action. BetOnline where the game starts. And I also want to bring you a message from our friends at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and miles, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questions like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brands that their website or warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to Rock Auto at your home and in your pocket. Uh, recently, on my Kia Optima, I need to replace the filters. I need a new engine filter, and I need a new cabin filter, and I was able to get 30% off at Rock Auto. What I want you to do is go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you it's an amazing selection reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com and i do just want to remind everyone of one of our sister podcasts locked on now feel free to check them out if you're looking for something to listen to after 
And this is Carl Pavlock, uh, joined again uh, by our friend Rose. Um, just going to tell you guys a little bit about the odds for this one. Something we'd like to do at the end. Um, just if you're gambling out there, so you know what's going on. Uh, the Coyotes are a point and a half underdogs at minus 135. Money line plus 144. If you bet on the Coyotes, minus 203 if you bet on the Kings. Total points, five and a half. Minus 123 if you bet the over, plus 112 if you bet the under. Now, I, I often don't like to think about it in the terms of odds. I like to just kind of predict what the game is going to be. So, Rose, what are you kind of thinking for this one? Um, last time when we played the Kings, it was a 5-3 score, right? Yes. Yeah. I'd bet the over. All right. It's going to... Yeah. But I will say this. Last time they played the Kings, 5-3. That was only last Saturday. It did come after an eight-day break. So it could be a rust issue. Yeah, that could have been a rust issue or a hangover issue. Whatever they want to call it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean... It's not like the Phoenix Open was that long ago. <laughs> this is true. Uh, we don't know what they were doing during that break. Uh, I mean, I know I took a break with no games to watch. Um, but either way, hopefully they're not hungover today and, <laughs> or not still rusty. Yeah, no, they should be getting back into shape. Uh, hopefully they had some time to get some practice in. So, but I don't. I don't know. The Kings have added some really good scores in the last couple of years through through drafting and through some trades and things like that. So I think I'd still go with the over. I mean, I think it's just going to be more back and forth. Okay. Okay. More back and forth. Yeah. So I'm going to take the Coyotes for the win, but still go okay. over. We hmm. seem to have a trend of having higher scoring games than normal. No more two ones. I mean, this is true. There is definitely a lot more higher scoring games. Um, I do want to say that it looks like, because uh, Kempe is leading the Kings in goals with 23, uh, but Kopitar, 14, Deneau, 14, Iafo, uh, 14. So they definitely have. I would say probably more balanced scoring than the Coyotes do. Mm. Just comes down to whether or not you think the Coyotes can shut them down. Which, I mean, depending on the night, uh, I'm not sure they can. Um, I, I do think that this game is they're going to be motivated in a way that they probably weren't on Saturday. Uh, I, I, I'm picturing a different type of game than you. I'm thinking a three, two coyotes win. Okay. Yeah. Maybe they'll, they'll lock it down and shut it down to a three, two win. That's always possible. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be another, cause they've been doing this a lot lately and it's also been annoying me. Not showing up in the first period uh, kind of game. And then midway through, it's finally starting to get going. Um, 
like they're not giving up a lot of goals, but they're being like outshot 12 to six, you know, those kind of games. I think it's going to be yeah. one of those. Yeah. Where they're outshot, but still somehow manage to pull it out anyway. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Uh, just watching all of the way the coyotes have managed to mostly lose this year. There's like, just kind of like shorthands where it's like, oh yeah, there's this type of loss where they don't show up until midway through. There's this type of loss where they blow up in the second period. There's this type this of type loss, loss where they, where blow, they up blow up in the up third. In the third. <laughs> what type of loss is it going to be today? Uh, and yeah, I think it's going to be uh, that first one, only it's not yeah. going to be a loss because they're going to come the, back. The- the really confusing thing about this team is that then they pull out wins against teams like the Maple Leafs and the Avalanche. Yes. <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, they can't beat the Buffalo Sabres, but they can beat the Avalanche? Please yeah, explain it, it to me. <laughs> and it's not even like a playing up to your competition kind of game. It's like a playing up to like the next level competition and only that. I don't know. Um, but Anyways, those are our scores. Uh, I said 3-2 Coyotes. You said, I'm sorry. I'm going to go, uh, I didn't say a score. I'm going to say 4-3 Coyotes. 4-3 Coyotes. Uh, I mean, you said the Coyotes. You said over. So, yeah. Um, Either way, both of us predicting the Coyotes, which, I mean, if there's any game to really, (laughs) yeah. I would say this is the one. So, motivation is counting for a lot. Yeah. I mean... Revenge, we all learned from Game of Thrones, is always nice and satisfying. And <laughs> after you get it, you, everything works out well for you, right? That was the message of Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, but I do want to thank everyone for joining us today. If you liked what you heard, feel free to like and subscribe. Follow us on Facebook at twi- or on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. We are also on Instagram and Facebook as well. Listen to us anywhere you get your podcast. I am at Carl Pavlock FFH. Rose, tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, usually on Twitter at Rose Colored Fact. So give Rose a call. She is one of my favorite people to talk coyotes with. Uh, definitely a lot of good information. Give her a follow. Um, and thank you everyone for listening today. And don't forget to howl on. <laughs>